0: We're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ogi Ugwe, the lead pastor of Circle Church International. He envisions all men living Christ-centered lives. Be blessed as you listen. Praise the Lord. Has God been good to you? Yeah, he has. He has. God is good and we are here to see it. All right um all through the month of february we will be taking a teaching series that we've titled um back to the basics and um, you might ask why are we doing it all through the month you know why why do churches take time in the month of february to talk about the subject of love and we're not just talking about the subject of love in the sense of god so loved the world we're talking about Romantic relationships. And one might ask, why 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 will churches take time to do that? You know, some people think that churches do it because we are trying to attract people to church. Well, not really. Um, one of or some reasons, or let me put it like this: 50% of you seated here will make the life-changing decision on who to marry within the next five years. Is that true? If that's a decision you are supposed to make within the next five years, and that's a decision that will change your life, your church ought to prepare you for it. If in the next five years, you would make up your mind on who to marry, where to marry, how to marry, where to move to, conversations like that, then, Your church should prepare. And that's 50% is a very conservative number. Is that true? That 50% is a very conservative number. For starters, we have more ladies than guys in church. And a lot of the ladies who come to this church are 18 years and above. By the time it's in the next five years, you'll be 23. Most of you would already be thinking of settling down. Do you understand? So do we leave conversations like that for the world to teach you what to do no <laughs> and that's the reason why we are taking the time to create these um but taking the time to create these meetings these series of teachings but not just doing it so that you can know that your pastor knows how to talk about relationships Many of you know, I would rather teach something else. (laughs) We have so much to cover and so little time that I think I would rather teach something else. But this is so important that if I don't teach you this, many of the other things that I would teach you will be affected by this. Listen, there are many Christians whose spiritual works are not as strong as it should be because of who they are dating have I said the truth that yes, uh, many of you know what I'm saying you dated the wrong guy or you dated the wrong lady and every time you are on about church I want to go to church we have this service and they're like is he every time church 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 and they start telling you strange things that like, I feel like I cannot be myself around you because you love God too much praise the Lord So you are dating someone, the person does not he does not go to church, he does not like to go to church, but you are still trying to convince your pastor that I know he loves God. He just needs to get there. Praise the Lord. So we're going to we're going to talk about relationships. And one major prophecy that the Lord has given to me for this church is that Circle Church will be known for building strong families. Do you understand? Not just strong families, strong relationships that end in strong families. So, you would see dating couples that are not the pastorate, they are not the pastor and his wife, but they can be examples to the world. They are just members of the church. Do you understand? Yes. But to make sure that happens, you have to be taught. You have to be prepared for it. You know, for many people... Have you, ever been, have you ever been to um, hotels where you have um, an in case of emergency um, fixture on the wall? You know what I mean? So in case of emergency, break the glass and then there's usually an ax inside or a fire extinguisher inside. How many of you have been to such places where they have such stuff? Yes, many people, that's what God is like in their relationships. They Never think about God until there's an emergency praise the Lord and it is so dangerous to do relationship without God do you realize that marriage is such let me tell you whoever you are getting married to you are placing a bet on the future that person's future you are betting that in 10 years time this person will still have sense is it true that many the guy that you had a crush on that you could kill kill yourself for in secondary school now he doesn't have sense is it true let me tell you something here. many people don't understand how delicate the conversation of marriage is a lot of us get married when we are broke <laughs> you think you have money but you are still broke Then as you grow, you now have money. Money changes people. Do you know? So that woman, that man that you can swear loves God. Maybe they love God because they are broke. (laughs) Let money come into the equation then you not really know. Some of you know what I'm saying. You have friends that you can tell when they have money from the way they behave. Yes. From the way they and then there are friends that you know that this person does not have money look at the way he already treats people when he now has money what will he do (laughs) so it is such a dangerous concept to go through with the idea of dating and relationships without god at the center of it because how in the name of jesus would you have you seen see on a lighter note have you you know there's glow up and there's glow down it goes both both ways some people in secondary school they were not all that in fact in uni they were not all that then they left school and money touched their hand you know that there's no ugly person in this world they are just poor people when money touched your hand you will find money touched their hand like this you just meet them like. Is this you <laughs> <laughs> then there are some in secondary school they were all that the guy that everybody wants to die for so you know what i'm saying you you've gone back to their facebook page and when you see their facebook page you're like what exactly were we all making what was the force all about so you don't just make even you yourself go you will change In the next five years, you will change. You know, it's very funny. Um, One of the things I've heard the most when I'm counseling couples is, and it usually comes from ladies. I don't know why it's something they always say. I want a guy that won't change. Change is the only constant thing in life. What you should be praying for is a guy who won't change for the worse. A guy who will change for the better. Because if you marry a guy that doesn't change, you will outgrow him is that true and you will outgrow him at the phase of life that you are in there are some concerns that you can't have but concerns that you will have in the next two three years do you understand some of you that have left the university by the time you look back when you were in university you could have sworn that this is the hardest thing ever we have one three unit course test tomorrow and god these lecturers are wicked Then you left uni. Then life now said, are you ready? (laughs) And then you find yourself craving your university days. (laughs) When you were in uni, your criteria for picking a boyfriend was very small, tall, dark, handsome, throwing love God, so that you will not say I'm (laughs) kind But now that life has given you Heats, you will now start to prioritize things like peace of mind. Say that I just want someone that will not stress me. Just. Is it true? So, you don't get into a dating relationship based on common sense alone. Do you understand? Yes. The world will give you a narrative of love that is outside of what God actually intended for it to be. And the funny thing is, many of us will swallow it and keep living our lives according to it and be wondering where the mistake is. Do you know how random it is that I've never understood it? You go outside, you just meet a girl outside, and you collect her phone number, and that's the person you want to marry. Maybe because I'm a pastor, and I know things about people that you don't know. <laughs> you will see people that will swear that, "I don't want to date anybody that is already my friend." Where should you get them from? On the streets? Then you will now have to start learning about them, knowing what their best color. Is' it not just easier to date someone that you already know? And so what movies will tell you is how relationships work. Is you meet a girl, you think she's fine, you take her on the first date, then on the second date, then on the third date. Then after the third date, you people will now have sex. Amen. Why are you coughing? <laughs> Amen. And the way the movie will portray, the, we are going to do a conversation on sex and nobody's too young to have that conversation. We'll do it. Maybe next week or upper week, we'll have that conversation. The way they movie they'll enter the room. They're looking for lights. Then they'll scatter the table. <laughs> Even if your MacBook is on the table, try everything on the floor. <laughs> and so the world will now tell you that the sex should be a confirmation on whether you should date or not. Do you know how unreasonable that idea is? First and foremost, sex was designed by God to consummate the marriage. What was designed to consummate—that is to bring to close it and say, "Okay, now this is a symbol of our commitment to one another forever"—is now what many people are using as litmus test. Whether we should enter into this dating relationship or not. Talking about sexual compatibility, I am married. I know that there is no such thing. Praise the Lord. There is no such thing as sexual compatibility. Let me tell you the truth eh? And this is not class class for that one. You say, how do we know that... When it comes to sexual compatibility, what really matters is understanding and sacrifice between both parties. Do you understand? Yeah, that's what really matters. And that's why it's not for unmarried people. Because if you go about making sacrifices for everybody, at some point you'd have wasted yourself. (laughs) Praise the Lord. (laughs) Some of you don't like what I'm saying. (laughs) I'll still see it. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Also, how many people are you going to sleep with to determine the one that is right for you? (laughs) How many? Do you know how ridiculous it is? And it's funny. The world will teach you to make a decision based on sex. Let me tell you something. Fun fact, in your marriage, sex will make up only about 3% of your communication in your entire marriage. Do you understand? Even if the Lord has engrafted you with supernatural stamina and you can go straight for three hours, first of all, something's wrong with you. But then, you can go straight for three hours. Alright? Even if that's the situation with you. Three hours is only one over eight of 24 hours. Do you understand? Good. (laughs) One over eight is 12.5%. So, you still have to communicate the remaining 21 hours of the day. And many people do not go three hours. (laughs) So imagine that, I'm sure many of you find this very awkward, but imagine that you are making a decision that would influence the remaining 21 hours based on just three hours. This is why many dating relationships don't work. Because the world lied to you, if the sex is good, the relationship will be good and so you get into the relationship thinking that it's all about the sex and what eventually happens is that by the time the sex is done you then realize that you are you are dating a dunce the person knows nothing cannot speak coherently is not on your intelligence level and then you become irritated and guess what at some point all that relationship will be about is sex and then after a while even you will get tired and say you know what it's not working between us it's not you it's me (laughs) Praise the Lord? So, God was wise when he instituted the thing. But we think ourselves to be wiser than God. Some people would say, I can't marry a poor person. Listen, please don't marry a poor person. But you need to understand what poor means. Let me, let me just tell you, first and foremost, this economy, this Buhari's economy, there's no middle class. Is it that you are poor, or you are rich? I'm telling you now, many of your celebrity friends are poor. Amen. Is it that you are poor, or you are in this economy? Ah, uh, you are poor, or you are rich. If the price, if the hike in the price of sardine affects you, you are poor. Uh, let me just tell you, all of us are poor. <laughs> Let's just accept that we are all poor. I hope that God will make us rich. Because sardine that was two fifty before is eight hundred plus now. It not affect you. So imagine now. Hold on, that's on a lighter note. I was just joking. But imagine if your decision on who to marry is based solely and entirely on how much he has in his bank account or how much she has in her bank account. Many of you can attest to the fact that you grew up in homes where you saw milo to lifting tea and then lifting tea will turn to ordinary water am I saying the truth <laughs> that you grew up and when you were younger your parents were affluent; they were well-to-do and then with time the money disappeared so what you are looking for is not just whether they have money but whether they know how to make money do you understand the world will tell you, don't marry Mr. Potential. Listen, that's what you should look for. That does he have the potential? Does she have, and I'm not just talking about women now, guys too. Does she have the potential to do this thing? <laughs> Secondly, are they willing to do it? If you have that, you will have someone that can weather any economy. That if the economy twists, they will twist with it. But no, what is he driving now? What is let me not cast your parents. Who, because that car that your dad is driving, when he bought it was the in thing. But he has not changed it since that time. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> to do relationships without God is dangerous. It's a gamble you should not be willing to take. So now you understand why dating somebody who loves God, and not just that they love God, they, are, they have a good devotion structure. Dating someone like that is very important. Because you see that peace of mind they are looking for? That's, a very, that's one way to know, okay, is it possible in this relationship? Someone that, you know, you read all those stories on Twitter and they are lovely. But it's real life for oh. someone that if he offends you, you will pray about it. God will talk to him. You come back by yourself and say, I'm sorry. Someone that if you people have arguments, you can tell your pastor and your pastor can call him to order. Ah, that, you see that? Very important. Many people downplay it. Our narrative on love must not be shaped by what the world says the world does not truly understand love you see to the world love is about chemicals hormones that tingling sensation in your belly while the hormones are an important indicator of love they are not love Amen. Amen. Raise your hand if you love your parents. If you don't raise your hand, stand up, let's deliver you. <laughs> raise your hand if you love your siblings. Right, put your hands down. Raise your hand if you feel like selling your siblings sometimes. <laughs> that tingling sensation is not there 90% of the time. It's only once in a while that you will not remember that. I really love this, my sibling, it's my sister. I really love her. Some other times, in fact, many of you who... Raise your hand if you live alone. All right, put your hand down. Now, for those of you that just raised your hands, can you attest to the fact that your relationship with your parents got better after you moved out of the house? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, you are in a scenario where I love you, but it's better for me to visit once in a while. Yes. So if what you are going for is tingling sensation, you have missed love. So a good percentage of the time you won't feel love towards your partner. So you know that love goes beyond what you feel. What you feel is important. Do you understand? It's an indicator of love. But that is not what love is. But the world will want to teach you that that's exactly what love is. And many church boys and church girls make relationship decisions based on what the world has said. So you would see a lady who, when they first started dating, she had all the butterflies in her stomach for the guy and all of that. And in the course of the dating relationship, the butterflies have gone. Let me tell you, scientifically speaking, no emotion lasts more than six months. None. Not even grief. Do you understand? Grief from the loss of a loved one doesn't last more than six months. Anything outside of six months has gone from emotion to routine behavior. Do you get? This is why... Um, counseling can help people who are grieving or experiencing withdrawal or because most of what you are actually experiencing is a pattern of behaviour that your body and your mind has gotten used to. Do you understand? Which means that when you start dating, that new relationship feeling will not last more than six months. Will it come back once in a while? Yes. Can you um, work on making, it, uh, making the relationship seem fresh all the time? You can and you should. But if all you are using to judge whether you are happy in your relationship is whether you feel the way you felt when it first started, you have made a mistake. And many people make this mistake. So the lady or the guy will now say, these days all we do is quarrel. You are quarreling because you are not communicating properly. It doesn't mean you don't love each other. Because when you now break up the relationship, you're not going to start disturbing your pastor, that you are feeling bad, your heart is broken, you are crying every moment. So what was the solution to the problem? Sit down and communicate, which 90% of people in our generation don't know how to do. You want proof, open Twitter. A lot of people don't know how to communicate. We know how to talk. It's speak English. But you see communication. This is how what you said made me feel. Oh, I acknowledge that this is how what I said made you feel. I'm sorry. You see that little conversation that we just had now. Many, many people don't know how to do it. Many people, especially in this generation. When you say this is how what you said made me feel. A lot of people then go, why would you feel that way because of what I said? <laughs> As if to say, you are, you are, your feelings are not valid. We'll talk about that another time. Do you understand? So love goes beyond emotion. Do you get it? And God, listen, there is a precedence in scripture. God will not tell us to do something that he has not engraced us to do. Do you understand? And not only has he engraced us, he has exemplified it. There is a reason why Paul can say in Ephesians that husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. You know, many times, ladies will come and complain that what does Christianity teach submission? I'm very quick to say, let's exchange. I will submit to you, I will do, I'll submit but you will love me how Christ loved the church. Now I understand that a lot of churches and a lot of pastors, because many pastors are guys, have twisted the scripture to suit their purpose. Ladies submit but they don't teach the rules that God gave to men. But ladies are to submit to guys because guys love them the way Christ loved the church. Do you have any problems submitting to Christ? You don't because you believe he loves you and he gave his life for you. Yes. So you submit to a man who loves you and, gives it, and is willing to give his life for you. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So in the equation, the submission comes because the man, he will die for the woman. Let me just put it like this. Ladies, if your partner is not loving you, there is no reason for you to submit and then Paul wraps it up and he says submit to one another so submission is not just from the ladies alone it's from the guys too do you understand I I think if we understood it this way a lot of the conversations we are having will die down praise the Lord what that scripture means is if you are sleeping in the house by 3 a.m. Are you here? open this door. It is the man's responsibility to go and die. I'm telling you now. Paul was very specific. He said, men, love your wives, how Christ loved the church and gave his life. So the man does not say, you're supposed to submit, go and check who is at the door. no, no. 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 You go and check by yourself. (laughs) Praise the Lord. The Bible says that every good and perfect gift, this this teaching is an introduction to the teaching series. Okay, That's the reason why I'm just touching so many things. Um, From next week, we'll start going into specifics, dating, what to do before you start dating. Um, what to do when you start dating and all of that. But today I just want to give a brief overview of what love is. So if I was going to title today's teaching, I'll call it "Love Basics" or "The Basics of Love." Every good and perfect gift comes from God. Um, the Father comes from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. If love is a good gift, if love is a perfect gift, then it comes from God. Hear me. If you will love, you must love like God loved. And so, the precedence for love for the believer is not your pastor and his wife. Listen, I appreciate that my wife and I inspire some of you. I appreciate that. But we are not your example of love. We are human. We don't fight because, you know, um, we're in grace by God. We don't have arguments. No, no, no. We just have serious conversations, but not arguments. (laughs) Argue, no, no, no. We just speak in tongues. Once we just start arguing, and we notice that I want to argue, we just start praying in tongues. (laughs) Because we don't argue. No, we are perfect people. I'm just joking, we argue. All right, we have arguments. We have misunderstandings especially because me i have coconut head my wife is very peaceful you've met her before right yes she's the good person in the marriage i'm the thorn in her flesh all right so we have arguments okay so we are not your example of love praise the lord good you've seen pastors who divorce their wives because they had misunderstandings that they are just human. Praise the Lord. We are just human beings. We are not your example of love. Your example of love, um, my pastor's wife will always say, your example of love is not in Nollywood or Bollywood, but the wood of the cross. Do you get it? Good. Your example of love is on the cross. So don't ask what would Poco do. Do you understand? That's, it's nice and I appreciate that. You honor me well enough to want to pattern your relationship according to mine. Don't ask what would Poco do. Ask what would Jesus do. Jesus is your true example of love. Not me I have coconut head. (laughs) Praise the Lord. A lot of us would rather learn about relationships from everywhere else but God. We want to read, uh, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. We want to read books like that. I think that's a good book. I haven't read it before. As a principle, I generally don't like relationship books as a principle, I personally don't like relationship books. I think there's only one relationship book that I have read that I was like, okay, this makes a lot of sense. And it's Dating Intelligently by Pastor Lajirian. Every other relationship book, I I just think you are sharing your own experiences with me. No two marriages are alike. Do you understand? So what if it does not work in my own marriage? We have general principles from the word of God and we can stick to that. The word of God works everywhere. Not saying you should not read relationship books. They are useful to you. I personally don't like them. Doesn't mean you shouldn't. Do you get it? Uh, We want to learn about dating. A lot of us want to learn about our partner from everywhere else but God. So you go and read why you act the way you do. He's phlegmatic. Phlegmatics usually act this way. He's melancholy sanguine. Melancholies are they usually act this way. His temperament is choleric. You are laughing, but many of you are doing it. Five love languages. Uh, My own love language is touch. My own love language is gift. So if your love language is touch and not gift, if I buy gifts, you won't like it. Is that what you are saying? Listen, are these things helpful? They are. But they should only assist a relationship that is founded on the bedrock of God. Do you get it? Any other way you do it is manipulation. Don't you understand? Some people tell you uh, women are emotional, men are logical. That, that is not very correct. Everybody is emotional and everybody, well, most, some people are logical. <laughs> I'm sorry, but have you met people that you're like, how do you think? (laughs) It's just that society has taught women to be more forward with their emotions, and that men should not show emotions. So over time, because of societal conditioning, a lot of guys hide and mask their emotions. But men are very emotional. If you are dating a man, you would know. We praise the Lord. Amen. Men are emotional. In fact, I dare say that men are more emotional sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. The two of you have broken up. The week you broke up, the guy is carrying his face up and down. Nothing do me. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm a man. By the next weekend, the spain at Sharon and drinking Gary. <laughs> By which time the woman has finished crying and she has picked herself up because women have been taught to be in touch with their emotions they know how to process it better but then men you hide your emotions then at some point you now realize i can't deny that this emotion is there so you see that six the six stages of a grief that the first one is denial that one is majorly on men because the first attitude is to deny that you are feeling it say she broke up no 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 i knew it was coming i knew something (laughs) so when when you are looking to learn about relationships um, or learn about your partner from all these other sources but from God you are not interested in what God has to say you're not interested in how God will have you treat the person no 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 let me just learn okay so since women are emotional and men are logical and then a lot of people make the mistake of applying these silly principles to their to their relationships some women are extremely logical do you understand some are very logical so when you say to them you are just being emotional about it they'll say no let's think about it how am i being emotional this is a this is b this is c you did a b c have i I lied and then you now get confused because ah, she's meant to be emotional now (laughs) so instead of trying to learn about relationships first from everywhere else why don't you first look into the word of God how does God expect me to love what does God's love look like for God so loved the world taught you before for God so loved the world does not mean God loved the world so Or he loved the world so much that he now gave his only begotten son no when the bible says for God so loved the world it doesn't speak to intensity do you understand he speaks to how he showed his love so for God so loved the world um some translations will say you know what can you put up uh, John 3 16 I think in the NLT or HCSB any one of those two would work everybody read together wants to go for God loved the world in this way he gave his one and only so how do we see god's love towards the world he gave his one and only okay so now i'm learning love from god and one of the first things i need to learn about love is that love is sacrificial listen the only time in the dating process you are allowed to be selfish is when you are trying to pick the person you date. Do you understand? You pick the person for selfish reasons, not for sacrificial reasons. Don't date someone because he has been disturbing you and now you're just pitying him because, man, it has been long. Don't do it. Do you get it? Don't do it. That heart that you are refusing to break, you will still break it. And by the time you break it, it will be worse. Many of you ladies, you know what I'm saying. Don't date someone because uh, you are the Christian in his life, and your relationship with him keeps him close. You are not the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Do you understand? Yes. It's only the Holy Ghost that can do that one, not you. Your own work is to preach the gospel. If he agrees, he starts to develop his own relationship with God. If he does not agree, he go be. Do you understand? There is no. When the Bible says preach, it's not in your dating relationship. So I'm trying to change him. Christ that died on the cross did not change him. You want to change him. Somebody died on the cross and that did not change his heart. Your own love will now change him. Who are you? Who exactly are you? And it goes both ways. I'm saying him because I'm a guy. It goes both ways. So when you want to start dating, you date for selfish reasons. This is how he makes me feel. This is how she makes me feel. This is what I want in a relationship and I can see it in. But once you enter that relationship, the selfish reasons, the check out. Now, what you are doing is that you are being selfish so you will be selfless. Did you get? You are selfishly deciding where you will be selfless. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Listen, let me tell you something. The world will mess your life up if you don't go according to God's pattern. Many of us don't understand that. Many of the things that Christianity subscribes to or asks us to subscribe to, it's not asking us to subscribe to, it, to just control our lives. It's asking us to subscribe to them because they are the best way to live listen i've said before you are not truly free until you are under the influence of the holy ghost many of you know what i am saying a lot of the freedom that the world is is bragging about ask many of them they are not free you are slaves to bottles you are slaves to sex and women you are slaves to drugs you are not truly free until you can control your appetites and the one thing that Christianity promises you is that if you have the Holy Ghost, he can help you control those appetites. So, when Christianity is giving you rules, we're not giving you rules because we want to cage you. No. We're giving you rules so that you will be free. Freedom without liberty, and um, Freedom without restriction is slavery. Many of you, you understand perfectly what I am saying. But when you were in your father's house, you were shouting, I can't wait to go and do my NYC so that I will have freedom. I can't wait to go and do NYC so that I will have freedom. Oh yeah, go and do the NYC. You went. First and foremost, Sakpah hits you. You now realize that the freedom you have been looking for is not cheap. I cannot just be going out anyhow. Because once I step out of my house, the next question is savings or current. Which one are you paying with? there's food at home i'll eat in the house and then you you probably got to your NYC ground and then all the things that your school and your mom restricted you from doing you couldn't party you couldn't go out you 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 explored and then one day you woke up to your own senses and realized if i continue like this i will ruin my life so without anybody telling you you started to put those restrictions back on yourself why because you wanted to experience true freedom praise the lord so all these things that if you follow the way of the world you will ruin your life all those games that people think they play the the dating game listen there is such a thing as having game as a guy Maybe we should organize men's conference, especially for Christian brothers, because people do embarrass me on the outside. All right, There's such a thing as being charismatic, being suave, knowing how to talk, knowing what to say and when to say it. Do you get what I'm saying? You have been dating a girl for eight years. She will not ask you, where is this going? You will not say, what's the meaning of that question? Evil you need four years. You know what's the meaning of that question? You are, you are an evil person. Someone called me the other day and he was complaining to me that uh, his babe left him. Okay, your babe left you, why? Said so, uh, that, uh, that the girl was saying that he's not committed or he's not committing, he's not making, he's not taking them to the next level. Say, so, how long have you been dating for? Said so, nine years. No, 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 10, 10 years. They had been dating for 10 years. I said, how old is the girl? He said, 27. I said, are you know, wicked. Are you no wicked? He said that the girl is now saying that she's seen someone else. Shouldn't she? At 27 years. And it is true. There is such a thing as biological clock. For ladies, a lot of ladies are in their prime in their 20s. And then early 30s, guys, we step into our prime when we, when we hit 30. That's when the guy will now glow up and start looking fine. He'll now have rich daddy vibes. Yeah, amen. I'm almost there, amen. I'm just choking. So the lady is 27. You have not married her. When will she have her first child? When will she have the second one if you guys want to have more than one? So at 35 years of age, she will now be running around children boy, taking children to school. <laughs> How about yourself now? <laughs> so yes, there is the need to be suave there is the need to be charismatic, but there are some games that the world will teach you to play. Some of them don't help you. See if you like a girl, you say hi, then you'll not go her for a while. Let her feel your absence. You' go and date somebody else. She'll go and date somebody else. I'm telling you now. How about you abandon all those games and actually ask the person what they want? How can we follow up? I'm not saying, I'm not saying that you never meet the guy and say, Hi, how should I check you? <laughs> <laughs> That's his pastor that said, I should ask you what you want. But observe. Actually care about the person. Listen, all those your games are Selfish. Do you understand? How about you abandon the games and be there and watch? Okay, I called and she seemed put off by the fact that I called. What do I do next? Do I text? Take time, try and learn the person. Same thing goes for you girls. They are chasing you. You are doing strong head. The guy has chased you for three months now. You like him? You like him. Then he now leaves you and you go somewhere else. You know, say if he truly loved me, you are the devil. You are you are the devil. You are the devil. He you know, if he truly loved me, he would have waited. Because what? Why should he wait? Praise the Lord. But this does not now mean that the first time he says I like you know. No, there is a way to do it. There's an intelligence behind it a lot of people don't have important conversations anymore for many people dating is i like you you like me let's go out praise the lord god's love is sacrificial god's love teaches you to look out for the next person listen And if you only try to apply God's love in your dating relationship, you're making a mistake. Your interaction with your partner should mirror your interaction with everyone else. Do you understand? Which is another thing that a lot of people make a mistake with. I think it was Pastor Chris that said this. I can't remember who said it. But he said God doesn't want you to have different fragmentations of your life you have a spiritual life a relationship life a career life a business life and so you are a different person in all of those other areas of your life when you do that you create an internal conundrum within yourself god wants you to have one life a spiritual life and every other aspect of your life will be an overflow of that one life so you don't become another woman or another man when the dating phase begins listen this thing i'm telling you is the problem with a lot of marriages that at the beginning of the marriage or at the beginning of the dating relationship, the guy became somebody else to woo the girl. So then he stays at Yanopaja, she stays at Ikeja, and she wants Ikohi. Every morning, he wake up by 4 a.m., drive to her house at Ikeja, pick her up, drive her to Ikohi. In the evening, he would go to Ikohi, bring her back to Ikeja, then go home. And he did that every morning until she said, i will date you then she now said i will date you and then now that she has started dating you're like see my dear i'll just send you money for boss because i cannot kill keep myself you have created a problem then the girl begins to feel manipulated then you you'll not be like is she wicked how can she expect me why were you doing it at the beginning you must continue you must continue so why don't you learn to be kind to everyone and if the girl meets you as kind as you are don't you don't have to go the extra 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 mile of course there will be a little extra that you do because you have feelings for the person but to now go the extra 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 mile no if she meets you in the level of kindness that you have and it's not enough for her then she should carry her while and go but not that you become a separate and the same goes for ladies too some people in the pre-dating realm phase they never have any issue of anger you don't get angry at anything he says you don't get angry at anything she says you don't understand that anger is one of the emotions that must be communicated in a relationship because you see that uh, oh no let me not let me not let me push it down listen it does not disappear you store it somewhere and what happens when you take food and you store it in a place for a while is that it will spoil and start to smell and very soon without even going to where you store it the effects of the pent-up anger will begin to seep into the relationship many of you know what i'm saying suddenly just his smile will start annoying you what is this one smiling about why are you always smiling So stop trying to become someone else because you want to date. This tells you that your relationship with your boyfriend, your relationship with your girlfriend, the only difference between your relationship with your boyfriend and your relationship with your another friend should be that you have emotional feelings towards this person. Do you get? That's the only difference. But if you act, this is why they will tell you before you marry a guy, look at the way he treats other people. because this is the truth when both of you get into that relationship the way she treats other people is the way she'll start to treat you so this person every conversation she has with every other person has an insult inside it except you when she's talking to you she gives you sweet names and then you're you feel special it won't last long bro Because once the dating relationship starts, all the guards will be let down. Praise the Lord. So if you are going to go into a dating relationship, let's see. Before, and this is one of the things I'll talk about next week. Before you start dating, make sure you are ready to date. Many of you are not ready to date. I remember in the university, there was a lady who I spoke with. We were talking sometime in, I think it was April or June, around that period, and she said this to me, that since January she had dated five people. And, and she said, that was the problem that, that, that a lot of guys, that um, boys around her, they, I'm like, the issue is not with the boys, my dear. The issue is with you. So I said, let's do this for the next one year. Don't date anybody. Spend time. Learn yourself. Become a better version of yourself. Understand that the person you are praying for is also praying for someone. Do you understand? So, do you match the person's specs? How many of you heard the voice note? That lady that was, it went on Twitter this week. That how can you buy a 2012 car? How many of you heard that voice note? That 2012. That no. That if I told you buy from 2016, then she now fell her own hand by saying, "Do you know the type of cars I've entered? Which one have you bought? <laughs> you no know, get money to buy bicycle, you dey complain." And that's the issue. We try to hold people up to standards that we can't measure up to. It's Valentine's Day in a few. I'm saying these things because they are true. It's Valentine's Day in a few days. You are a lady. I'm going to address this. You are a lady. What did you buy for your boyfriend? Perfume. The perfume. Oh no, hold on. Let's say you went. You, you went an extra mile and you got him a nice perfume. The perfume is nice it's a good gift even if it was singlet that's what you can afford but you bought it it's a good gift but then he reciprocated and bought something similar He, he didn't buy a bra for you because that would be very weird but he bought something else maybe he bought you a teddy bear then you now get angry because your friend got an iphone are you not a thief are you not a thief if he loves me he will buy and you know the person you're dating doesn't have the means so he should save up his entire pocket money or salary to buy you an iphone Uh, no you are a problem something you can buy for yourself But then that doesn't mean that guys will now say, hey, just pick something and buy. Listen, relationship is not do or die. And there must be compromise. Listen, let me tell you something. I know you love gifts. But if you see that your partner genuinely cannot buy anything in this period, please be kind to them. Does that make sense? It goes both ways, oh. Men and women, oh. You are a man, you are dating a student. First and foremost, I don't know why. But you are dating a student. You have finished school. You are earning salary. She's collecting pocket money. Then you are complaining she bought singlet and boxers. What should she buy? Macbook. What should she buy for you? It, your relationship should be an expression of how you relate with others. You shouldn't understand that your guy did not buy you a birthday gift because he is low on cash at the moment. But hold your girlfriend, you know, to ransom because ah, why will you not buy me a birthday gift? Because, okay, she has said, I can't afford anyone right now. But I owe you to buy. You say no. It means you are not thinking about me since. You had a whole year to plan in that year. Did she not eat? Did she not take care of herself? And it goes both ways, oh there has to be understanding and compromise. Praise the Lord. I F. Valentine's Day. Poco took Pastor Dad to this place. Where have you ever taken me to? Where have you? What you don't know is that in the it was Pastor that paid when we went out. <laughs> That's what you don't know. You just assume the to that paid I don't get money like that too. I think there was a time we went out we went to eat somewhere and then the waiter brought the pills and he gave it to me I said why do you ask I'm the one that has the money <laughs> so why do you assume that it's me that has the money give it to her <laughs> of course of course it is the man's responsibility to provide But there's compromise, there's understanding, that's what relationship is. You are a Christian, you are watching all those talk shows, they say, "Eh, eh, I'm talking to you ladies now, Eh, my husband's money is our money, my money is my money. You are creating a problem in your relationship. You are creating a problem and you don't know it. You are dating someone, He is going through a tough time, you have savings, you have not offered it then a couple of months later you're not going to buy something big you don't know you have put something in his mind that this person doesn't care enough about me to sacrifice for me you are creating a problem listen it is different if you say okay this is my savings i'm trying to save for a laptop but i know this is a tough time for you let me break the savings and he says no 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 most guys will tell you no as a general rule, guys don't like to collect money from their babes. So most people will tell you, no, don't worry, I will figure it Even if he does not know for the life of himself where he's going to get that money from, he will tell you, don't worry, I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll. Do you get but at least you offered? That's why a lot of relationships have trust issues. The trust issues shows in the jokes that we tell on Twitter. So a lot of people will tell you that if you want to save Nigeria, go and break some ladies' Piggyverse accounts. When you break their piggy verse, you will see money there. And it's true. And the guy is in a tough time. The lady hasn't offered. Because his money is our money. My money is my money. They are creating a problem. Praise the Lord. Have you learned something this morning? Yes, sir. So you will do relationship God's way. Do you hear me? You will do relationship God's way. We are building strong homes strong families praise the lord it's time to parents it's not just listen especially not in this economy please be kind please be kind many of you know what i'm saying i remember when i was in the university i was i don't know if it's, if to say it was a privilege but my pocket money then was i think thirty thousand every month i cannot in the life of me, from right now, imagine how I survived on 30K every month. It's always an amazement to me. And I understand that many people don't even get as much as that. All right. And then, then every week in my 100 level, I think beginning of my 200 level, I would go and withdraw 5K for the week. You, might see it's, you use 100 and it's 300 for this. And then I'm thinking to how. Right now in this economy most people cannot survive on 30,000 naira. Listen, let me tell you. If as a if as a person who lives alone and works alone, you earn 200,000 naira, do you know it's not enough? I mean, even you know what I'm saying, it's not enough. You live alone and you are frugal. It's not like you used to throw your money away. It might still not be enough. Of course, you have to factor in, oh, I'll send money home. I'll support the work of the gospel. Uh, When you factor in all of those things, you now realize it's not enough. And you are dating someone. And you are making requests of him or her. that, That will not factor in the current situation of the country. You are not being kind. Do you get it? I remember when I started dating my my wife. My wife is a very calm person. She's my polar opposite. Okay, I'm not a noisy person, but. And then, while that's an attribute I like, sometimes it's annoying. Amen. Amen. Some of you have introvert friends who all they want to do is just stay at home and rest. My wife, when we locked, when Nigeria was locked down, oh, it was amazing for her. And I wanted to tear my hair. Because I wanted to go out. I think one day I was so frustrated. I called my friend and I said, do you have video game that you are not using? Just send it to me. Let me waste my time playing video games. And, but, and then I was complaining that why should I not feel in the well? And then God told me, one of the things you liked was the calm nature. Don't now let it change because of this situation. Many of you, that's exactly what's going on. You met a person in a situation. You met a person in a particular way. And you want to change the person from that to who you want them to be. Especially when what you don't like is not necessarily a bad thing. I think we'll talk about that I think when we're talking about dating. Talking about the negotiables and the non-negotiables. There are some things that your partners do that you can overlook or grow to understand. But many of us are not understanding enough to permit people to be themselves. We want to control everything, change everything, and manipulate. So you make statements like, if you love me, you will change this for me. It's unfair to do that. You hear me? Be kind. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. One of the things that that, that scripture says, First Corinthians 13, is that love does not seek its own. Are you patient with your partner? Are you kind to your partner? Some of us are envious of our partner. You are dating the person but you envy the person. You are jealous of the person. Repent. It's true now. Some of you are laughing like it's not true. True. Many people look for the slightest opportunity to say, I told you so. Love does not boast love does not seek its own before we start talking about relationships and listen if you haven't gotten this on a lockdown in your everyday life that is you learn how to be kind to people learn how to forgive people some of you would say that me i, I don't look for trouble but uh, it, it, they had me to forgive person it's not something to be proud about it's something to work on because, see, one of the things that I tell people when I do marriage counselling for them is that your partner is the person that will annoy you the most in this world. Amen. Amen. It's not prophecy, it's the way it is. You will see your partner at their best, you will see them at their worst. A lot of forgiveness is needed in relationships. So if you haven't learned to forgive your guy, your guy-guy, you, you listen, it's something you ought to work on. I think while we were still dating, before we got married, we did a list. These are my flaws. These are my strengths. And we were very thorough and honest about it. So that we can call each other out and help each other work on our flaws. Some of you have flaws that you you refuse to work on. And you say, if he loves me, he will accept me the way you are. I'm, I'm glad to announce to you that you are smelling. Change! Don't ask, don't put anybody, don't make anybody go through the terror of accepting you the way you are like this and it goes both ways as a guy ask yourself if my sister wants to date someone like me would i approve of it would i some things you ought to change the conversation around women's rights you are silent about it because somewhere in the corner of your mind should I talk you are okay oppressing women and you will allow them to do the same to your sister there was a I was in the bus um, this was a couple of years ago and there was this lady who was dressed very skimpily I mean she was literally not wearing anything I think she was wearing nets and then she just puts handkerchief somewhere to cover her body very scantily dressed in all sincerity I was upset but one guy started shouting from the bus. I oh, and I'm like, why? why are you doing that? Why? I actually asked him, you're trying to draw attention to yourself. Somewhere in the corner of your heart, you're attracted. It's because you're attracted and you're ashamed that you're attracted. That's why you're shouting at her. So as a guy, are you working on yourself? All the conversations around equality and equity of women in society, what are you saying about it? because when you marry a woman you will treat her the way you've been thinking so she goes to work from morning till night she comes back, both of you came back at the same time and then you ask her where's my food are you not the devil listen it's different if she says I will go and make it let me make the food then when she says that you appreciate it it's not a right it's you are, do you understand? Thank you. Because you cannot cook. If they ask you to cook for yourself, you poison yourself. But not that you know what kind of wife are you? What kind of in fact, you know what that job you are working, you will stop it. In this economy. <laughs> Is <that for> you? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Listen, one of the things that love will teach you is to make yourself the best version of yourself for the person that you love. Do you understand? Create the best version of you so that when they meet you, they would want to be with you. Some ladies, you say, ah, me, I can give wahala. And it's something you say with pride. I can give wahala. I pity. You know, there are some people, um, with all sincerity, sometimes I meet a woman and then the first thing I think to myself is, who married this person? There was a woman I met like that recently. Um, I had something, a couple of things to do with her. And when I hear the way she talks, I just pity her husband. Because I'm like, man, somebody has to live with this. Someone has to actually put up with this. These are the things, the conversations that we no longer have that makes it look like marriages or marriage is no longer a thing that works. It works. But many people are now too selfish to make marriage work. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Listen, make up your mind. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Make up your mind that the next person that dates you will enjoy dating you. And if you are already in a relationship, make up your mind that my partner from today will enjoy being in a relationship with me. There are things that your partner will like that you need to go out of your way to do. And it doesn't make you, um, you know society is funny, we are not call it different things. I think one of the things they call it now is simping, that you are a simp. No, you are just a person in love, that's it. Amen. Praise Jesus. Please let me use the opportunity to say it. Men treat women right. Listen. Because I'm a pastor here. You see my position on the whole he raped me issue. Let me put it like this. A lot of women are raped by men every day. And it's terrible. However, I can no longer ignore the fact that a lot of times I hear he raped me. Let me, tell, let me put it like this. Every time I have heard he raped me in the last three months, it was a false accusation. Not false because false by the woman's admittance. Fault like she admitted it. If I, I have so many stories. One of the cases, and you know me. For those of you that know me, you know me once you come and tell me he did we carry him to police they will lock him up one of the cases we had involved the police we were about to involve her parents but she said no 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 that it was consensual she didn't know how to say she was ashamed of. but at the same time as a guy protect ladies around you if you have a guy that Tox, and you can start to tell when they exhibit these toxic traits. All he talks about, about a woman, is her body. And you too, you too, you join him. Because you want to look cool. Listen, God designed women beautifully. So, there are things to admire. Amen. Amen. And there is a way to talk about what you admire. Selah. But after saying that, there is a way to not talk about it. Things that you must not entertain. Things that you must not condone. I'm telling you now. Things that you would teach yourself to have a problem with. You see these music videos that are viral today. Teach yourself to have a problem with them. That they take a woman, they strip her naked and ask her to dance on the screen just so that the music video will sell. You are driving by on the road. You see a prostitute standing on the road. Don't say, eh, she's enjoying it. Think about the fact that many of them don't want, don't, they don't want to do what they are doing. They do what they are doing because they are hungry. Don't just say, eh, other people are doing other things. Why did they choose prostitution? That's what their minds told them they could do. Many of them chose it because they were raped when they were younger. Their bodies got used to it. They numbed themselves to the idea and then went into it. So talking about them the way you do, you have been a part of the problem. You are the opportunity to say this now. Create a world that your daughter should live in. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, so from now, men, before you enter a relationship, see, I will take care of my wife. Listen, some ideas should be strange to you. She slapped her. Why? Under what conditions? Why would... Some of you would. Some of you have normalized it. There's a way my wife will talk to me. You are not even dating anyone yet. If you just, I'll just. You two women that we are now saying they shouldn't hit you don't mean you should hit people. Don't do it. There's something that men have learned. If you want to fight, you pick who you can fight. Amen. A man will not slap a man he knows he will not beat. If I start the fight with you, I'm ready to finish it. Uh, women don't understand that concept. You go and slap a man that is buff. That if you should slap your head to turn back. And <laughs> you now say, I'm a woman, you shouldn't hit me, don't hit him. Because no matter how much he trains his mind to not hit you, some people have reflex action. Do you understand? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Did you learn something this morning? Yes. Father we thank you for the opportunity to share with one another. Thank you because we are learning and we are growing in the matters of relationship and in dating. We're going back to the basics, to learn how you would have us love one another and treat one another in the way that is befitting of Christ's sacrifice for us. Thank you in Jesus name we have. To pray. I pray for everyone who is currently trusting you to be in a relationship. I pray for everyone who is currently trusting you to find a life partner and I decree and declare that Lord you will help them find the right person in the name of Jesus in Jesus name we have prayed amen, amen and amen praise the Lord amen man I have a lot to say next week we'll talk more they're looking for life partner but you're looking for them in your house you don't go out but it's time to come to church you dress like naked and come to church. So, in church, nobody's attracted to you. At work, nobody's attracted, and you are looking for a life partner. Praise Jesus. Thank you for listening. For more, head over to circlechurchglobal.org or visit any of the church campus addresses on the website. God bless you.